you know, if you're going to go and spend 12, 12, 15, 30, 40, 100 pounds to see a drag show, I don't actually want to spend that money to see someone come out and just look gorgeous. And I'm like, that was a great four minutes. Now what? <laughs> I'm not even getting four minutes out of that. I'm getting like no. 30 seconds. 30 yeah. seconds of me going, God, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Now what do you do? Where's the way out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, our decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? our hearts as the queen of hodgepodge but we just think she's fabulous having placed eighth on drag race uk she's very much a winner to us it's the gorgeous miss vinegar strokes hello you slags how are you ah! <laughs> oh it's so good to hear you i can't see you but i can hear you it's a podcast so we're gonna go with the fact the fantasy of we can't see but we can hear <laughs> even though i can clearly see the de Campo in front of me <laughs> it's a good job because i'm looking Stunning you today, are. and I wouldn't want to put you off your, you of your flow. I've got a spag bowl which I'm put off now, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, the bin is hungry, so it's fine. <laughs> You've been cooking. How have you been coping with lockdown? Do you know what? I've really enjoyed lockdown. Not gonna lie, I, I've had a lovely time. I'm missing going back on the stage and that kind of stuff. But to be honest, I feel like I needed a little bit of a break. It's longer than I want it to be, much longer. But I've actually enjoyed just kind of being able to sit back, decorate my room, read a book, um, watch something that isn't Drag Race, All Stars, Canada, Australia, Germany, <laughs> China, you know, all these places. <clears throat> so I've quite, I've quite enjoyed actually just having a bit of forced downtime. But on the flip side, I'm ready to get back on the stage and perform for a real yeah. audience as same. well. Like, I feel very much the same. I needed the break, but now I'm kind of ready partly financially uh, yes. <laughs> to get back and start yes, doing absolutely. stuff. absolutely. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I've been super busy during lockdown. Oh my God, I've got the burps. Oh Can you God. imagine that? Right in the middle of an interview, she's got the burps. <laughs> so how have you been keeping like creative during lockdown? So drag-wise, I'm the same, doing lots of, like, uh, digital drag shows. I mean, I do lots of stuff and um, doing lots of streamy things, doing lots of videos for people. Cameos have been amazing. Um, but also just, like, writing new material, writing a new show. Um, you know, ending racism one person at a time. There's <laughs> been a new thing that I'm now doing, which is crazy. Drag aside, I've been painting. Uh, not my face, but painting canvases. Amazing. Oh. Just kind of going back to stuff that I really enjoyed doing when I was a kid um, like 15, 16 um, and obviously because of like drama school happened and then drag happened and then the alcoholism happened as well <laughs> um, I don't know. then you know that all happened then my 20s happened and I kind of forgot but I enjoyed doing certain things when I was younger and kind of going back to that and being like oh I quite like sketching and I'm quite good at it and I like to paint I'm quite good at it um, so yeah I really enjoyed just coming back to that and finding new things that I can take on what's nice is about lockdown is you kind of find if, if you're lucky enough to have the time to go and assess what you are missing and try new things out because you're just bored and you have to things out 
I think it kind of sets you up for a new way of life after lockdown. So you kind of go, do you know what? I'm going to say no to doing that gig for £25 and a few gins because I want to I wanna do something else. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm looking on the bright side of it all as much as I can. For sure. Um, but obviously everybody knows you most for being in drag uh, around the scene and of course from Drag Race. When did that first happen for you? Well, you know, after being face down in my own vomit and someone else's wig, I thought, you know what, I, be- I better get up and try a bit of performance. So, um, so... <laughs> Basically, do you know what? Drag was not something that I was kind of looking to do. I think, um, yeah. and drag, drag was always something that I had seen other people do, but not not really thought that I could do it myself. Because I thought, oh, well, you've got to be a certain type of person. That you've got to be, you know, very pretty underneath the drag to be a drag queen. Evidently not. We, we've all seen something wrong. Um, <laughs> So do you know what I mean? You don't need to be gorgeous to do drag. You can go from you can go from golem to gorgeous and it's fine. Um, hi, babe. Me, hi. hi. <laughs> Somebody described me as like she described me as being uh Swampy, you know who used yeah. to climb in the trees. She was oh, like, yeah, "You go yeah. from swampy to sweetheart. Like the yeah. transformation is real. It's gorgeous, <laughs> right? It's gorgeous. Oh, amazing. So, um, so it wasn't something I was looking to do, and literally, it all kind of came out of of chance. And I'm one of these people who I like to follow the stage directions of life. If something pops up, and you're like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I will try that just to see." You know, if you've got nothing to lose, just try it. So I just, I was doing my cabaret, do, doing my stand-up stuff as Daniel and then someone said do you want do you want to do this gig for Halloween as a witch I was like no way then they said I'll give I'll give you 70 quid okay cool <laughs> what time do you need me there I'll be there like once you kind of find the thing the kind of missing puzzle piece you go oh I can do this and also attach my singing <laughs> my acting my 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 devising my 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 acting whatever it is you can all attach it to it bit bish bash bash you, you, you're making a great living out of it I think that there's no point being a performer of any sort if you just don't enjoy doing it. Do you know what I mean? And there's so much joy that comes from this on this career path. Um, so yeah, so even though I wasn't looking for it, it found me. I was like, okay, I'll try it. Um, and it kind of worked out. And then here, here we are. And here we are. Perfect. One thing that we have um, asked everybody and, and Davina's told us as well, who was the first drag act you ever saw? Um, Shagged or saw? Which ah! way are we going? <laughs> Or was that both? <laughs> bit, bit of both. Um, Myra Dubois was definitely someone I, I had seen a lot on the scene. Oh, okay. We had, yeah. We had, we actually had, met on fitlads.org back in the day. Oh, did do you? Do you remember that, do you remember that I one? Do. Yeah. No, I mean, I've never heard of it. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, met, I met Myra on fitlads.org. You're a proper admirer. Oh, my uh, goodness. I have, had, I have admired. Um, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> She's gonna kill me. I'm already <laughs> tweeting her, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so we had met on that website back in the day before the apps, kids. There were no iPhones, no apps. Oh it was 2007. God. There were no iPhones no. available. So we met on this on this website and we had kind of been chatting for like a year or so and then we met and we, we kind of went out for drinks and dates and that kind of stuff and um, and I saw her just up and I was like, this is amazing. I don't, don't, don't know what the fuck it is, but you're doing it and it's great. Um, so I kind of was introduced to the to the drag scene, even though she never said that she, she was drag because Myra Dubai is a real woman, so I've got to respect that. But um, I, 
was kind of introduced to this side of the of the cabaret performing arts world, kind of through my, through my duwa really, and kind of seeing that, and then obviously meeting some of the tutu, um, and meeting a lot of the queens on the London scene. Um, you know, obviously you'd see like. Um, on TV, Lily Savage, Dame Edna, um, Mrs. Brown Boys, even like, you know, stuff like French and Saunders and Little Britain and Bo Selector and stuff like that, those kind of shows where they use that kind of um, creating a character, which I'm very much used to doing, creating characters in, in, in a situ. Um, yeah, so I've kind of seen it from all angles, but from, from the scene, I definitely um, was introduced to it through kind of Myra's eyes and through there, basically. And it, and is she a very kind of clear character? You know, in the way that Lily Savage and, mm. and Myra are, those are like real separate characters from the person behind them. Is Vinegar yeah. a totally separate character? Because of the way I've kind of been introduced into the world, I think people see see Vinegar as this kind of drag, you know, sex monster with, with a heart and lots of sleeves with hearts over those sleeves as well. So I think, I, I actually think now she's kind of morphed into, she's got a backstory, but she's very much a, a drag queen at heart, but there's a whole backstory, a whole world behind there. So I just can't wait to actually get a proper show out there when when there's no COVID and there's a theatre open who will, have, who will have me in. I'd never ever heard the term vinegar strokes in my entire life. I'm surprised, babe, because... Because you've had many and you've seen many. So how the hell have you not heard of this? This is ridiculous. So, but how did you decide on that one? You know, because there's a, million, a plethora of different names that you could have gone plethora. with. But yeah, you decided exactly. to go with that one. How did that happen? So basically, um, I got into makeup one day and I was very adamant, if I'm going to do it, I want to have, have a name which is going to be fun, not called like, you know, Claire Come Me Back or Gemma, Gemma Spunk Tits. There's always a uh-huh. bit of jizz in there somewhere. And I can I say jizz on this show? Are we, yes, saying, are we allowed? It could be fabulous. So basically, I was like, I don't want like a normal girl's name. Uh, no offense. Uh, but I have, I <laughs> Savage. <laughs> How dare you? But I didn't want like, like a normal girl's. I wanted more like a title, you know, more of like this is a this is an entity in that kind of way. A friend of mine said I should call, call myself Betty Apple Black, and I was like, no, like awful, right? I mean, that's not it, is it? That's absolutely not it. So what do, what does that refer to? So we were obsessed with um, Desperate, Desperate Housewives because that was I think that was still on at the time. Uh-huh. And there was a black woman who came in I think season two. Her name was Betty Applewhite, and she was like just because of Betty oh, Applewhite. Was like, okay. No, I, I'm not gonna go for the older black woman vibes anyway. Right. But okay. Fine. Fine. So basically, um, I got into makeup, and my friend did this. No one, no one, a friend does your makeup, and it's awful. You're like. What the fuck have you done? Like it's yeah. a typical like Clapham Clapham gay eyebrows where the yeah. eyebrows start <laughs> start in the middle and they do the full McDonald's <laughs> lift there. Yeah, awful. Right, yeah. Hot, thin lips, thin lips. Love Ooh. that. No contour, just a bit of blush and yeah. a smile. One wispy lash. Majority. <laughs> 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 Very much Davina. Um, so basically, <laughs> so basically, we, we put that on, and I sent the pictures to my friend, and we did this whole thing. Got a dressing gown on. Was like, oh, I'm a, I'm an old mum on the council estate. Um, send the pics to my friend, and he was like, all right, vinegar tits, and I went, oh, vinegar. 
that is that is a that is a name. That is a good name. It's got it's bitter. It's sweet. It's you know there's there's like acidic. There's connotations with food, which I love that kind of stuff. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool, that could work. But tits was not not was not going to be the um the surname. Ironically, was the surname for my Bond girl, but hilarious. <laughs> um, so I was like, what could I do? So um, uh, my friend went onto Urban Dictionary. Do you remember that site? And literally was like, eh, what about vinegar strokes? Look at the meaning. And the basically the meaning behind if anyone listening is it's the face a man pulls just before he ejaculates so i said well that's the name that's that's obviously the name so you hit straight onto it yeah how did you find yours d how did you, how did you get yours i tell everybody that we did this drag queen name the drag queen competition because i was called madame Faracina before but oh. um i mean the reality is i didn't i just ignored all the names that everybody else came up with because it was yeah. like you said you know like betty big tits or uh, yeah. Danielle Dick Breath. You know, it was stuff like that, which, I mean, yeah. I, that is not what I'm, I was never ever going to be about that. Your breath, your breath is far from dick. It's uh, more, you know, tofu, tofu and broccoli. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know a Danielle Dick Breath. She's not a drag queen. Oh my God. She's working in the great That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, stand up is like a big part of your act, isn't it, Vinegar? You described your style as Tina Turner meets Lizzo meets Kat Slater, which weirdly yes. does, you, you've kind of coined it there. I kind of know exactly what you mean yeah, um, when yeah. you do that. Comedy came before drag, I understand, for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just general kind of speaking came before anything. It's just me kind of gabbing on about bollocks was essentially what, <laughs> what it was um, and I and I've always loved I've always loved the art form of, of stand-up like my, my favorite people to watch when I was younger like I loved watching like those kind of black comedy shows or sketch shows like Blouse and Skirt and The Real, the Real McCoy back in the day Desmond that's kind of what I grew up oh, on. Oh love Desmond's yeah, it was great yeah, and I love all that kind of very much the working class London black comedy. Do you know what I mean, I think I think unless unless you grow unless you grow out of that, you 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 know what I'm talking about. If not, you'll be like, oh, okay, that's that sounds that sounds exotic. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I really love all that kind of stuff anyway. So my favourite comedians were people like Jeannie Ashere. Uh, yeah. But on top of that, I, I love like Joan Rivers and I love Lisa Lampanelli. I love um, Richard Pryor and um, Eddie Murphy like back in the day and, and all these like amazing great comedians who just kind of like just told it how it is and it didn't feel like you were watching stand-up comedy it just felt like you were watching a really great storyteller Uh and that's what I and that's what I really like about about certain comedians it makes it it makes it easier for you to be very unapologetic about what you say and what you do on stage because it's all in this in this kind of next level version of yourself and I think that's why I can't just be like a characterised version of Vinegar because I feel like there's a lot of Daniel in there that comes out uh, but also the kind of heightened stuff is, is the Vinegar stuff so it's kind of like a, a mishmash of the both really so yeah it's it's really interesting when, when you watch drag queens and see what they do and I feel like you can kind of see Who's kind of got influences um, outside of Drag Race and who is a byproduct of Drag Race? Yes. Do you get what I mean? I do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there is like there is a clear sort of divide from those who started in 2000 and those who were looking at drag and had things going on before that. Um, mm. you know. But bear in mind, babe, like, you, you think about it, like, I, I started drag five years ago. I know you and, like, Bagger and um, the, the winner um, have done it for a long time. Um, <laughs> the, for like a, for a, a much longer time so, so you've had that time to kind of 
find find what you do as, as a performer as well as a drag queen. But I think, you know, even though I've been doing it for five years, so technically I should be a byproduct of drag race. Really, I don't think that I am because I because I've I've really come with that with that background of theatre and then doing the cabaret and the comedy and having my influences from people who weren't even drag queens who are just amazing kind of funny amazing people in theatre and in comedy so it's very interesting even from our season you can kind of see who 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 is a byproduct of of the drag race yeah system, like yours to me Do is you know very I mean? much uh like a london drag queen act you know in that yeah. it is it is about uh, the entertainment and about the comedy and about yeah. uh, about that side of stuff rather than I'm perfect and polished and beautiful and look at how gorgeous I am. There is that, but of I course. Am, I am polished and beautiful. Of course, there is that as well. <laughs> uh, there is that as well, but it's that's not the the key component. The thing is, and I think I think I think you you've said this as well. I've heard you say this, and I think you can agree. You know. If you're going to go and spend 12, 12, 15, 30, 40, 100 pounds to see a drag show, um, I don't actually want to spend that money to see someone come out and just look gorgeous. And I'm like, that was a great four minutes. Now what? (laughs) I'm not even getting four minutes out of that. I'm getting like 30 seconds. 30 seconds of me going, God, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Now what do you do? Where's the way out? <laughs> and I, I have seen girls like that. That's the thing. I have yes, seen so girls have I, like that. So have I. I've worked with girls like that. I've worked yeah. with girls like that. Same. Who, yeah. Like, you know, they get up on stage and you look at it and you go, okay, you're gorgeous. You're so but gorgeous. bloody hell, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> literally, this is, this is the moment you go, inhale, you're so gorgeous. Exhale. <sighs> And that's oh. it. There's nothing else coming out. There's nothing else. So, so for me, like, um, yeah, sure, you can look fucking gorgeous and stunning, and yes, mama, yes, all that stuff. But where's the show? Yeah, where's the show yeah. that I, that I'm paying for? Do you know what I mean? So I'm very of adamant course. that if you're gonna that if you're gonna be a, a drag queen, great, do it. Put your voice out there. But have a voice to put out there, please. You and know, that, I think please. That's, I think that's because of your background. You know, like you, yeah, you came from acting rather than, you know, watching Drag Race and being like, that's why I want to, you know, like the same as me, I'd come mm. from a, a sort of theatrical, creating, creative background, rather than, mm. uh, you know, specifically going, I want to do drag, which is why my makeup looks the way that it does, rather than, oh, perfect. Um, gorgeous. So what are, the, what are the other things that you've been performing in? You know, apart from just doing plays and stuff, what were the other things, the other influences that, you know, had kind of fed into what you were doing? Um, you know what, I come from a very, like, improvising background. Like, I love, when, when I was a kid in the drama school, oh my God, I learned the most about being an actor, being a performer, just, just within improv and devising. So I'll have like, I'll have like a loose kind of where, where, where I want to get to, to get to this song, or where I want to go from that song into this. But then I don't really script as much, because I like, I just like the kind of, the fear of being in the moment, especially when you're on stage on your own, you're like, okay, let's see what happens. But I find that the best things come out of just being in the moment. And obviously, you know, you, if, if something really works, you, you kind of remember that, uh-huh. lock it in, you write it down and, it, and, it, and it's great and use that elsewhere. But I think there's, there's something magic about just being able to be in the moment, like truly, truly in the moment and, and just kind of, improvise your way to an ending and you might be like i don't know where this is gonna go i don't know what's gonna happen but you get there and you go 
that was something. Yeah. That was something. Do you get what I mean? So that that's definitely where my where my kind of heart really starts from is that kind of improv, really kind of base. We're we're all in black, no <laughs> barefoot, and we're giving it I'm now an animal, I'm now a fish. <laughs> and, it, and it goes from there. That's definitely where, where my where my heart kind of starts from. And then just take it from there into into whatever happens on stage as a as a drag queen, really. So yeah, definitely from that. Oh, I'd be a, I'd be a nervous wreck doing that, me. But that's the thing. Oh. That's the thing. You have to be really confident in yeah. order to do that, I think. And it, and I know that you've talked in the past about, you know, how you've sometimes struggled with confidence issues. And mm. and I'm, I always find it really interesting to know how, you know, because I know that I overcome my confidence issues by just over-preparing everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, what is it that you've done to... Uh, to overcome those those confidence issues. Oh my god! I mean, I think confidence. Um, I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> my favorite song out of that <laughs> musical. Yes. Every, you know every time, every time I, I hear the word confidence, I always think back to Family Guy, where Stewie is running around the street dressed as fucking Maria <laughs> with two suitcases. I have confidence in sunshine. So it always makes me. It always makes me go into that. It's, it's like yeah. a full trigger word. Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think, I think a lot of my confidence issues would be in terms of like just personal stuff. In terms of like, am I the correct kind of gay person? Uh-huh. Am I, I, I am I am I good looking enough to be in this community of men who just want to shag? And so I think I spent a lot of my twenties and like late teens just going, I don't feel good, good enough being um, being a gay man. And it's taken me a while to kind of get to a place where I go, actually, I'm fucking amazing. Actually, I'm like I'm a fucking catch. But I do think um, having drama in my life, um, not like oh my god, there's drama. Like <laughs> the performing art, the performing arts like having the performing arts and having something creative to fall back on to kind of pour my energy into has really kind of saved me having any kind of mental health issues i feel like you know as as we're as we're gay men there's, there's a big there's a big conversation that i don't think i don't think is being had is the mental health of gay men now as we live in this kind of grinder you know swipe swipe left swipe life cancel yeah, me yeah. out kind of kind of vibe um and i feel like because i've had some great people around me if they're not great i get rid yeah i think my confidence just comes from if, if i'm feeling unconfident i'll pour myself into something that makes me confident and that will feed into that basically so you distract yourself <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you've come a really long way, obviously. Today, you claim to have balls of steel when they're not tucked. Um, but have you learnt to sew yet? Do you know what I have le- No, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, my let God. Me, let me just, let me just um, put something on the record a year later, a year and a half later. We're still talking about this. Let me put something on the record. Vinegar Strokes sewed something. <laughs> but she didn't but she didn't design something which was gorgeous okay. bag of chips and Cheryl Hole they hot glued something to something oh they did they did they did so yeah. have, I le- have I learned how to sew I always knew how to sew but the confidence of sewing and designing was not there so basically if if there was a second chance to do it trust me there would be much more confidence of the sewing and the designing oh definitely in like an all-stars yeah i mean it really was the design that let you down because you sort of started in one place and then sort of shifted to another idea and then another idea and another idea 
my problem is I'm very I'm very indecisive anyway. Like 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 if, if someone says oh, God, hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello, Miss Strokes, we've got seventeen versions of tea here. Which one would you like? Well, I'll be there all day. I'll be like, uh, uh, <laughs> don't fucking know. <laughs> do I want the do I want the cam the, the fucking calamine or the fucking fr- uh, fruity delicious tea? I don't know. So I'm very indecisive anyway. So okay. uh, so so to be given all this junk to try and make something, from, I was like, oh God, I don't fucking know. Um, and then and then you start talking to the to the people in the room who um you know who think you're not on their level crystal um and you, know, you, you start thinking jesus christ but then it's okay crystal because when you when you look back and go do you know what? maybe i'm not on the same level as crystal but then you see um the acting challenge the snatch game and the girl band you go crystal's right we're not on the same level <laughs> like you said it's the whole package isn't it we're not even in the same building. She's she's lucky that, that she she can climb a rope because on the floor, forget it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Do you know what? I promised myself before I got on this thing that I would I would not shade my season oh one god. sisters. <laughs> But it's gonna start, oh, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, if I say anything like that, then suddenly I'm in lots of trouble. So I will keep yeah, my mouth there's, closed. There's something about you where people go, DDC oh. said something, let me get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Chill out. Chill out. Just Chill the out. Facts, it's just drag. Um, but yeah, it's just drag. Exactly. So um, I can't remember the question, but yes and yes and yes. I'm fabulous. <laughs> like in that episode particularly, we got to kind of meet uh, Vinegar in a different way. You know, we got to meet Daniel, the person behind. Yeah. Um, and you, that's definitely, you know, to me, that seems like a feature of, of Vinegar Strokes that you wear your heart on your sleeve. Um, you have to, babe. You have to. I, I think like... It's great if you are the sort of person who can just be a character, just be that person. Um, but I, I think for me, there's a lot more beauty, beauty when you see the crack. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. But the, but if you can see if you can see a chink in the armor, um, there's something quite quite nice about that. I think, especially with what we do, because it is everything's a mask. You know, we yeah. don't look like we do normally. Do you know what I mean? So it's so it so it's nice to see a bit. Of, and I think when we're we're on, on this kind of platform as well this platform is so important to so many people young old whatever um queer um i think they buy into this platform so hard so i think i think it's nice to be able to say this is just this is my act this is my work and then even if i'm wearing it you can still talk to me on a level which isn't me going well i'm a celebrity now the thing is that is one thing on stage but then on social media that's a completely different you know, it's it's a, a I find it a really difficult juggling balance anyway on social media yeah. for you know how you um, how do how do you deal with that and does it ever affect you? Um, no, it doesn't affect me because I think because on the show I showed a kind of taste of of Daniel and of Vinegar kind of in the same room, and I think because I had that and there was such an amazing response to that, um, bar bar the trolls who were like your wigs are shit and your makeup shit. All right, darling, it was a year ago. Let's chill out for a second, God. <laughs> let's chill out. I'm I'm pretty sure yeah. Serena Williams can play tennis a lot better than she did it one year ago. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. <laughs> I'm 35, man. I can't be asked to be giving it. Let's play a game today. 
do you know what I mean? I, I went in to be myself, and I, and I think that's what I showed. And the response after that, even now, I still get messages. Just see you on Drag Race. Oh, my God, I love you so much, and that kind of stuff. And they're, and they're not really bothered about... If if I had a flat wig on, or yeah. if or if or if um you know the wig was was a bit frizzy or whatever, they, they don't really give a shit. They they're more in tune with the person underneath with that. You. That's yeah. kind of where your your longevity comes from. Is when you're just saying, "This is me. I'm doing. I'm doing this. This is what I do. I'm putting myself out there." And people people will buy into whatever queen they buy into for different reasons. People will buy into say um, someone who looks gorgeous because of the way they look but not really care about what's underneath other people will I, I actually think the majority will buy into the person who is just you know un, unapologetically them and showing showing their heart on their sleeve as well so yeah yeah it's it's a it's a weird mix isn't it of um of who who likes you for what reasons i suppose it must be amazing having all that all of that support online and um, you were also assisted by boy george in a twitter war tell us about that so when I, because obviously we we get the media training, don't clap back at trolls, don't worry about it, just let them do it. And then we do anyway. <laughs> then we do anyway. <laughs> so I, so this, this, this guy came up and he just said this, this really awful stuff. And I was like, hold on a minute, I'm pissed off. I'm going to say something back. So I said something back. I literally said a very kind of eloquent, I like to do one tweet and go, do you know what I mean? One tweet, mic drop, leave. Um, so I just said, I did the whole kind of clapping emojis, you know, get alive and that kind of stuff. Because in the day, I don't get how someone is so obsessed with a TV show. I get, I get if you're a fan of a TV show, but I didn't want to tweet, you know, Alfie Moon of EastEnders, you fucker, how could you cheat on Cat? you absolute <laughs> Because it's not real. It's it's a TV show. It's not real. real. What? I I didn't tweet the journalist who went on to blind date that time back in the nineties. You bitch! How dare you be a journalist on blind date? Oh yeah, from Cosmopolitan. Well, we couldn't tweet. That's why. But I wrote a very strongly worded letter. I'll have you know. Yeah, a strongly worded post. Strong, strong worded postcard. (laughs) (laughs) To Anne Robinson. But I get, I get that, I get that the fandom is real for this show. And I love that. I love that the fans mm. are so into it. But when, but when a thirty-something man is is actively going out on Twitter to tag people and and put hate on Twitter, it's like, what are you doing? This are you really like that? Okay, if that's your life, go for it. So I clap back, and then he got he clapped back at me with more vile stuff. And next minute, boy George jumps in, and I was like. <gasps> boy George so it's, it's hilarious to me that boy George would even know who I am would even see my tweet like yeah. do you know what I mean it's, it's hilarious but um, yeah but boy George jumped in um, he's not co- contacted me since but um, I, I promise that me, me and boy will be together at some point we'll be together <laughs> do, doing something I'll be his I'll, I'll be I'll be his Mary Jo Mary J Blige to his Michael, Michael. yeah well he can chain you to a radiator only if I can wear those hats, though. Are we house hats? Gorgeous hats. Gorgeous hats. Moving forward, because mm. eventually Miss Corona will leave us. Hi, Corona. I know. When is it? When is it expected <laughs> that we can see you next on stage? 
Oh my god! At the moment, I've got no idea. I've got Panto at Christmas, so fingers crossed that that, that oh, will happen. Oh, amazing! Fingers crossed. I'm doing um, Alice in Wonderland at the um, Stag Theatre in Kent. I don't know. Right. Um, somewhere in Kent, Seven Oaks in Kent. Um, oh, Seven Oaks, I, perfect. Yeah, fab. And I'm playing the um, the, the Wicked Queen of Hearts, which will be great because I love oh, a lot playing the baddie. Um, so I've been practicing my off with my head or, or give me some head or something, something like that. What is it? <laughs> Put your head in my mouth. Put your head... Something like that. Something with heads and insertions. I don't know. So uh, we've got that. Um, and then hopefully next year, there'll be more gigs uh, gigs happening next year, like getting on stage. But at the moment, I don't know. Because yeah. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't wait to get back. Mainly because I just like... I don't think there's anything, you know, what you were talking about before, where it's just you on stage and then the room is kind of waiting on what you're going to say. I don't think there's ever quite another feeling like that. So what's the the thing that you're most looking forward to getting back to doing after we go back to the new normal as everybody keeps calling. oh do you know what i think it's just definitely getting getting back out there traveling as well i, I love the traveling side of it i know people right. go you know it's knackering because you've got all, all the cases and that kind of stuff but when you get to these venues in paris and berlin and italy and all these places you're like as if i'm in your town performing for you you probably got no idea what the fuck i'm saying because i'm going we love it it's amazing it, it's for me it's so nice just to just to have the, the the privilege to do this like it's 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 an amazing it's an amazing opportunity it's such an amazing time in our careers i think just to go out and just do this kind of stuff <clears throat> i can't wait to like show show off me new, me new song mixes and me new jokes and me new outfits and me new wigs um and just putting like and just kind of put like a brand new version of vinegar out i think uh what's nice is is that you know we don't ever just stop at Drag Race, I think there's always an evolution to our to ourselves as as performers, as artists, and as drag queens. And the aesthetic, it, like it, like it just always evolves. It's nice then when people go, "Oh, you look gorgeous," or "You sound amazing," or "This was funny." It's like great, thank you. I've been working on that for quite a while, yeah. um, and it's just it's just great. Um, and plus, to kind of get out there and put a positive message out there. I know it's like wanky, but I'm I take this platform so seriously, especially right now with the whole uh, black like. like matter movement i take it very seriously in, in terms of we've got an amazing amazing platform and i and i do think there's got to be more to it than just look at my tits look at my hair look at my look at my nice pictures on instagram d you, you you'd agree because if, if you've got something that you're something political or just a cause that you're passionate about you know we're, we're, kind, we're kind of the perfect people to get it out there in people's minds because people do listen you know yeah. it, and i think it's you know for me that's always been an intrinsic part of being and doing drag anyway it, yeah there is the entertainment side of it but it also has to be that there's something else going on otherwise there has to be i just i just think and this is where the shady stuff comes in I just think if we're just doing this for ourselves, we're missing the point. Yeah, and absolutely. We're, no, we're, we're, we're missing the point as to why people come to pay the good money to tip us and to watch us and to support us. We're missing the point of what what else we can do with this, with this superpower of drag and the superpower of being a known face um, in in the community. I know I know it sounds really kind of like preachy and whatnot, but I do think we we, ha we do have a kind of a responsibility to put a message out there, whether it's about gay rights, black rights, um, you know, bi rights, whatever the yeah. whatever the rights are that that we believe in personally 
we are we have the permission to go and say that out out in out loud and yeah. people can listen or they won't but and you've really put your money where your mouth is because you've set up this uh, online project haven't you the hashtag it could be yeah um, yeah now bear in mind like i i was never i was never the sort of person who would go i, I know you're very vocal in in, in your beliefs and that because which is which is amazing <laughs> we, we, we can laugh and go oh she shouted again about about something that happened yeah. five years ago gives a shit no no we have to give a shit because it affects you it affects the people coming after you as well I think when you are when you are having a physical reaction to things that are happening in the world whether it's happening now or 10 years ago 20 years ago whenever um, it's important to kind of keep that voice going and keep that movement going so for me yeah I totally kind of jumped on this um, Black, Black, Black Lives Matter movement because it was important to me um, and I just put a, I just kind of sprinkled a new, a new voice in there, just a new kind of train of thought for people in there. Not expecting it to kind of be anything like a, a, a couple of hours doing a tweet and that'll be it. But now it's snowboarding into this brand new thing that people are really holding on to and actually latching onto really, really tightly, which is I amazing. I think because so it's re really smart. I think it, it's really smart. You know, it's not about. Thank you. It's not about this guy in America or this guy in France or this guy in Germany. It's actually, it's about the people that I know and are part of my family and extended family. It's about yeah, these people. Exactly. I've seen hundreds of these videos of black people getting stopped and searched, pushed, shoved, choked, tasered, maced, killed. Like I've seen hundreds of these videos and I've been the person who does kind of go, fuck, that's awful. I retweet and say, isn't this awful but I will I will swipe past and then I'll go to my gig and I'll kind of get on with my life um, and it's kind of going do you know what actually this is not one type of black person this is happening to because it's not it's, it could happen to literally any type of black person who is in the wrong place at the wrong time and it's as simple as that. And what I wanted to do is I just wanted to highlight that for myself to say it could literally be me, could be my brother, could be my friend. But then when, you, when, when you've got a white person who is saying, actually, that could be my, my, my friend or my, or my personal trainer or my Quite teacher right. or my student, um, people go, oh, yeah. And it just and it adds another layer to go, yeah, actually, there is a change that needs to happen. And actually, it affects me as much as it affects um, one type of community. So, yeah, so I'm, gl I'm glad it's out there. It's now, it's now be becoming a podcast. We had a two-hour radio show on Alphabet Radio um, on Wednesday. Yeah. So now we're, turning that, we're now we're turning that into a, this podcast, chatting to amazing black artists. And just kind of, because for me, the one thing for change, I think change for anything, whether it's LGBT rights or whatever, it's about conversation and education. And it's all about if we can keep a conversation going we can then get people to to start educating themselves and that's where the kind of road goes from do you know what I mean it, it, it doesn't start with them you know even though there's riots and protests and that kind of stuff that's only one kind of tiny element it has to be a conversation and an educational resource for people to dive into and just kind of you know change their perceptions and yeah. opinions from 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 what 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 they might have grown up with into something which is positive and good so and actually yeah. like obama was talking about that this week saying that it can't just be a protest it can't just be a riot there has to be the legislators there has to be the educators there has to be mm -hmm. the conversations have to be happening out there as well and that's what you're doing you're facilitating that creating that 
that yeah. space for those conversations to happen, which is you know. absolutely, absolutely. And I think you no, know, a big, a big thing for me is that you know I am not only black; I'm also part of the wonderful LGBTQI plus mm. community. Both of these communities are kind of in the same space. It's just, it's just a different jacket. Yeah, crosses I mean? over. But both yeah. have been killed off by people. But do you know what I mean, there's, there's, there's awful things that happen on both sides, and I think there has to be a conversation from both ends that needs to just keep carrying on because, as I said, the more we talk, the more we learn, the, and, and the more we can pass that education on to other people and you know i want to I, w- I would love to see a change in the whole e- educational system of what we learn about black history you know what what do we actually learn about it now, is it is it the real black history or is it a whitewashed version of black history i'm going to go with the latter version yeah. of it because you know I mean? there's stuff that i'm like i didn't know that i didn't know that you know black, black people had 50 years where, where they were um they had like a moment to have like a bit of a crumb a bit of land and then p- people came in and and burn everything down and slaughter people because because they because they didn't like the way that black people were building wealth. Yeah. And I do think as drag queens, as people with these amazing opportunities that were given to us by RuPaul and World of Wonder, we have we have to we have to put something out there. Even if it's something small, we have to have to put something out there which which can change a couple of minds at least where can people um this obviously all the all the work that you're doing um we i saw the podcast was downloadable or the radio show we can listen again where can mm. we see information on that and your social media uh, feeds yeah as well? so for the campaign the campaign is called hashtag it could be um so you can head on over to it could be.net and you've got all the information about the campaign and at the bottom we've got three buttons uk america and canada where you can donate and learn to, about all these different organizations and chat Charities. It's like a kind of, it's like a, a yellow pages of black charities and organisations, <laughs> but online, which is great. And there'll be a podcast which will be uploaded to that um, in a couple of weeks, I believe. Um, and yeah, just kind of moving it forward from there. So it could be .net. Please visit. And you're keeping busy. So like, will all of your shows and everything else that's coming up, will that all be on there as well? We'll be able to find you. Like camp stuff, drag stuff will just be kind of be on my, my Instagram. Um, the only vinegar stroke, Twitter, the only vinegar, and also um, my website, the only So yeah, just, you can find me anywhere, you know, grinder. Um, you can find me on there. If you, if you fancy a shag, you know, it's always great. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> to be this face. Oh, no, it's cause mine's been going mad today. <laughs> Has it? Oh my god! I've been on Tinder. To, I've had a few Tinder chats. There. I'm like, hi. Shall we? Shall we support bubble each other? Oh what should we do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So horny. I must. The thing is, I must have pressed it in my sleep because I haven't opened the app for weeks. So I must have pressed it in my because loads of my apps were open this morning when I woke up. I was like, what's got? So I must have in my sleep been scrolling through different so I don't know what I've been sending people oh my god well if you want if you want a dick pic of the Vida Campo just, just, just log on you're, you're bound to get one at like 2am when she's asleep you must be so used to it yeah yeah exactly exactly oh Vin, Vin it's been an absolute joy chatting with you Oh, it's been, it's so amazing to see and speak. It's been so long, know, hasn't it? So, yeah, it's amazing. I amazing promise I won't up. leave it as long next time. I promise. I would like it if you did, actually. <laughs> if not longer. <laughs> longer! Oh, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much, Vinegar. I haven't laughed this much in ages. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to listen back. I can't wait to listen back, actually. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll probably turn it off, but you know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm joking.
Exactly, and I look forward to being able to go and catch up with all the It Could Be uh, stuff that you've been busy with as well. Thank you, my love. Thank you. See you again, baby. See you soon. Bye. 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 Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You got it, it's yours, right now, right now.